Hi guys, welcome to season three of the Money Matters podcast. Uh, yes, we had a break last year due to burnout. I was working so hard, doing so much and not taking um, rest. And so I couldn't continue. I couldn't sustain, sustain it. But we are back now due to popular demand. I got a lot of people, you know, telling me how much the podcast had helped them and it was good value. And so, um, especially because of the current economic situation, this recession we're, we're in, um, now more than ever, we need to be discussing money matters. And so, please listen, subscribe, share, like. You don't know who you could be helping. This is season three of the Money Matters podcast. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about how to price your goods or how to work out what your sale price for your products would be or even your services. Um, in most Western countries, it's it's usually quite a lot of times it's, it's it could be easy for you to work out how much you're going to sell your product for because. Um, a lot of times the manufacturer of the products have a recommended um, retail price or a minimum recommended retail price so a minimum price at which you should sell your products so um, so if you're not the one manufacturing it directly and you're buying it um, the manufacturer would offer you a discount um, off the recommended retail price which is supposed to be your profit and so from your profit you pay all your bills and whatever is left off is what we call the net profit so really the difference between um, the price you sell your products for um, and the price you get the product for and any other what we call direct cost so sometimes um, you might need to um, ship the goods from you, the manufacturer to yourself that would be a direct cost because without that you don't have a product to sell sometimes you might need to maybe um, repackage the products or do something to it so you incur some labor costs you might incur some um, packaging costs as well so all of those are direct costs so the difference between all those costs um, and the price in which you sell would be your um, gross profit so um, just to break that down your gross profit is the price for which you sell the product minus the price you paid for the product and any other um, cost that you need to incur to ensure you get the product to the customer so you take all of that out and then you end up with what is called a gross profit um, and um, the manufacturer typically gives everybody the same percentage save for um, quantity so you have um, you have some um, um, suppliers who get bigger discounts because they order more so typically um, um, 
manufacturers would offer anything from 10% to maybe up to 50%, some even up to 70%, depending on the type of product, depending on the market. But typically, we're looking at um, um, 50% discount. And that the 50% is to enable you to do all these things I've mentioned, get the products to yourself. Um, if you need to repackage, sometimes you do, you know, maybe rebranding and all of that. Um, where and warehousing and all of that you know all of those costs um are you know they, they allow you that 50 percent to allow for that so that at the end of the day you end up with a profit um you know you end up with some profit now ordinarily unless you're doing something like a drop um shipping business or maybe a fulfillment by amazon or print on demand or even a service um or you're offering a service there's still some other associated costs now in accounting terms we call the um, gross profits of contribution so basically what con what that means is that these are costs that contribute towards your fixed cost so say for example you have a head office um, you have a receptionist um, the yes there's some costs that um, whether or not you sell a product you still have to pay for your utility bills and all of that so th th those are fixed costs there's nothing you can do about them if you sell a product or you don't sell a product you have to pay those costs so those are fixed costs and really that's what the gross profit is contributing towards so when you've paid off all those costs you end up with what we call a net profit the net profit again is then distributed between you the owner and any other owners in the business so if you're a public limited liability company for example you have shareholders and all of that and then um of course you have your taxes that you need to pay and the government encourages social corporate social responsibility so that's where you meet that some do that by you know you know investing in community projects others do it by just making a donation you know to a particular charity or maybe um, a particular need area in the community or something like that um yeah so that that essentially is your net profit and that's a lot of times that's the reason why a lot of people are in business they're in business for the net profit for the money that they would make you know off of the business so the, the this really is a lot of times it's because of if you're in the western society it's very easy it's very structured it's easy for you to you know relatively work out and the way you make money is in trying to reduce your fixed costs making sure that your fixed fixed costs is at the barest minimum and you're paying the best possible price for the value you're getting for the service that is being rendered and that's why you find out that there are not too many warehouses in london because london is very very expensive and even now, a lot of businesses are moving out of London because London is quite expensive because what they're trying to do is reduce their cost. So the people that are very successful in their businesses have mastered the act of ensuring that they put, bring down all their costs. Now, I would want to suggest that if, you're, if your net profit is under 15%, um, it's under 15% then you're in a very precarious situation because any change any kind of change to any of the figures that lead down to that um, net profit 
you know eats into your profit and your your you know you're getting very very closer to a loss so an ideal net profit target to be 20 percent and this is supported you know every time we look at um, the bible we can see that this is supported in the bible and i know someone will say to me oh, what about the people that jesus christ gave um or rather the parable that jesus christ told us about of the people that had talents that went and they came back and they doubled their the return on their um, investment so the one that was given five talents doubled it and came back with another five talent the one that went away with two came back with two of course the one that was given one didn't do anything so if 20 percent is the the rate of return that we're looking for then how come those people were able to make those return now what you have to um, understand is if you're making a net profit of 20 percent over five years you would have you know um yeah you would have you would have a hundred percent return but that being said you have to also in you have to also understand that um you don't under normal circumstances you would not have um one so basically say like you have um a thousand pounds to invest in a business the the i in under normal circumstance you should not really be putting the entire thousand pounds into that business the reason being that if that business fails then you've lost all your capital so ideally um the people that are very good at this would suggest that you put just 10 percent of that capital into that business so if that fails you have nine chances to be successful at it and chances are that um, out of those 10 opportunities at least three at least three of them will be successful typically five are but at least three of you will be successful and so if you do that year over year after a while you find out that your initial investment is doubled and of course if you're very good at managing your money cutting down costs negotiating and getting good prices chances are that you would actually get um, more than 20% so you might get 25% or even 30% you know return on your ex uh, on your on your on your investment so look at drop shipping for example so drop shipping is one where the amount that you invest is very very low and even with the first business even if the the, the manufacturer is giving you um, a 20% discount yeah um you can actually make a hundred percent return on your investment in just one sale very easily why because the amount you're investing is very low your overheads are almost non-existent almost non-existent and any profits that you make you know is essentially yours so even that 10 percent that the um, um, manufacturer is giving you could be a hundred maybe even 200 percent of the amount that you invested initially why do i say this so for drop shipping business um if you choose to go for the training um hmrc would argue that the cost of the training is not cost of you know it's not an investment in the business because you're learning a new thing but maybe you're already a retailer 
and you then you decide to do training in, in how to do drop shipping then the cost of the training you can say okay is an investment in the business so in which case your investment in that business will be a bit higher but let's put that outside so with drop shipping business what you really need is the cost of a website um, the if you do the training then the building of the website is down to you so that's your hours that you put in so all you're paying for is the name your domain name and the web hosting and all the security that go with that and there are lots of stores that already have pre templated um, websites that you just buy so shopify is one of them um, with shopify you pay like 29 dollars which is about maybe 24 pounds a month on that um the domain name you get them for like one pound a year and then obviously by the time you buy security and all of that you're probably paying about maybe 30 pounds you know a year or maybe a hundred and depending on the kind of domain name and the kind of security and maybe a hundred and something a year on that so your in your first month you're, you've spent 150 now the then obviously to be able to drive market to your um to your website for you to be able to make a sale maybe you spend another 150 so you spend 350 pounds really as your initial investment in the business if you're doing a high ticket um drop shipping you're if, and you're selling products in the region of maybe two thousand three thousand 20% of 2000 is about 400 pounds, 3000 is about 600 pounds. That's your, of course, we'll say that is your gross profit. But like I said, because your fixed costs are almost non existent, um, you've spent 300 pounds and your profit on the sale of one product is 600 pounds. So you're making like almost 200% on that product. Of course, I must tell you, getting a sale. Um, an initial sale you know for the drop shipping system that especially for the one that I use is definitely not easy it is not easy it takes a lot of hard work it takes a lot of time uh, depending on how much time you have on your hand you can get it off in the first month but if you have a job that you're doing alongside um, this drop shipping business it can take you three months so that's a lot of time that you're putting in um, and of course, yes, you can outsource, but um, the idea really is for you to understand how the business works and for you to develop your own particular system that you can outsource to somebody else. A lot of times, if you don't know how those things work, um, when you outsource, you, the person you're outsourcing to, whatever they give you is what you have to take. You're not really sure if it's the best, but when you, <clears throat> when you set it up and run it yourself, then you are aware of things and you can decide, okay, I don't want to do that. This is how I want the page to look like and all of that. So doing the business is definitely not easy and i must tell you doing any kind of business is never easy um <laughs> when people describe it to you it sounds like the easiest thing in the world but i can definitely guarantee and assure you it is not easy it's time consuming you know you need that determination and you need to stay focused you need not to be discouraged especially when things don't go the way you want them to um when you're trying to get suppliers and all of that so it's a lot of times it's not as easy as it sounds but the reality is that once it sets up you know and everything functions you just need to tweak it 
you know, here and there I, to keep it going and everything works. So, I mean, that's for drop shipping. But let's talk about maybe in uh, because I have people listening from Nigeria. A lot of times when I discuss these principles, they say that it doesn't work. So, let's talk about the what is known as the developing economies. So, maybe you, you live in an economy where everything is mainly cash based um the, the so and your man your manufacturers don't really tell you how much to sell and you're in a situation where you have to come up with your own prices you know so what do you then do so i the way the the, the in in the accounting world there are principles so different industries different sectors have a formula for which they decide what they are retail price would be and ideally you're looking at two and a, around two and a half times so again it depends on the cost associated with what, what you're doing so ideally you're looking at two and a half times so if you buy something for a pound you sell it for two pounds fifty allowing what that one pound fifty for each product that you sell you know to begin to contribute towards any fixed costs that you have so for someone who sells in an open market you know open stalls you're you're even if you have like a shop for example to now find out whether that 2.5 would work for you the best way to do it is to work out your cost how much is your store um how much do you pay for your shop or your store or your stall um you know if there are any dues that you need to pay you know for the market electricity water um heating um cooling all those costs you know you you factor that in security you factor all of that in um you need to have a salesperson you factor okay how much um is that salesperson so if your salesperson is based is paid on commission then you might not need to because their cost becomes a direct cost so that will treat differently um their cost is a direct cost so for every product they sell they get they sell they get a percentage so that that cost is a direct cost and that comes off the 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 sale price okay but if you're the one paying your sales girls and they only get a bonus if the shop makes a particular sale amount every month then of course you have to factor in the 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 salary of your salesperson sales girls or men or salesperson whether they are installed they go out bringing customers for that so you look at the cost of that as well and also you also have to factor in what i call a survival budget so what i find with a lot of third world countries is like they do business and they spend the money um that comes in so say for example um they come into the shop and they made a sale and their child um, needs new shoes they just dip into that money and then go and buy the new shoes for their children that's not the way to run a business what you need to do is you need to work out how much you need on a monthly basis and that is what you take so you come up with what we call a survival budget so a typical survival budget will include your rent or mortgage if you have one in most developing countries it's usually rent 
unless the, you own your own home so your rent your utility bill so you need um your electricity um heat um, f- um gas you know to cook um um some some of you need to pay for security either you're paying for security for your own private accommodation or for your street um your transport cost to and from your business your feeding the amount you pay for feeding um and all the things that you need including you know i mean for a survival budget it doesn't have to be robust just the very basics but if you if you if you if your business is established then it needs to include everything you know and my understanding is depending on where you live and the kind of business you do the average person can survive on about around about 50,000 so no frills you can survive around about 50,000 um, 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 in a month if you're not being frivolous just taking care of the basics so you need to work out around how that 50,000 you know how you're gonna get that 50,000 out of the business from your profits you know so ideally you you would have an idea of how many products you sell in a month and essentially the easiest way would be that for every product you sell a percentage of that goes towards your survival budget okay so now that we've worked out most of the costs that is involved in selling the goods you now have an idea so you know exactly what the minimum gross profit it is you need to make you now have an idea of what the gross profit you need to make so remember when we started this discussion we said the gross profit is the difference between the price that you've sold your product and the cost of selling the product you know so the product that you're buying and all the direct cost whether it's transport packaging advertising anything that means that you can sell those products um, all of that um, you know you deduct it off the sale price and then you get at the prof- gross profit so for a car society the idea is to work back from the bottom how much net profit do you need to survive minimum and then work back up to find out what your gross profit is so now that you know what your gross profit is obviously you know what the cost of the product are is you then add those two up and then it should tell you how much you should be selling your product and so really because of haggling um in, in developing countries what you find is that sometimes you can sell more than your stated um, retail price and sometimes you ha- you sell less than but the reality of it is there has to be a minimum price that you cannot sell below you know um, I know in especially in Africa they have this um, thing about if the first customer that comes in in the day doesn't buy from you then your sales are going to be poor for the day and so usually they tend to want to give away the first one so that at least they can make a sale and encourage selling the hope that they will get a good customer that will come in who will be quite generous and not haggle down the price too much but irrespective of that there has to be a minimum price in which you sell your products because if you don't the contribution towards the net profit you know will not happen 
and so um you from from this description that i've given you can easily work out what that minimum price is so if someone is haggling with you if they go below that price you know that okay you know what I can't, unfortunately i'm sorry i cannot sell that product because you're straight away selling at a loss so that's one aspect of you know of um of running a business now ideally i would expect that apart from if you're an established business apart from your survival budget you now need a bit more money for to want to reinvest in the business and then to help you take care of your emergency fund so um i typically have a formula that i tend to use so basically when money comes in when the money comes in if you're very good at your numbers you know what percentage of that money is towards your own contribution which is your net profit you know which con which percentage of that goes towards the rent of the store paying your bills paying your staff and all of that and then you know how much is going to go towards replacing the goods okay and so what i tend to ask people to do is if you can open um an, a, a bank account so you have your normal bank account where all your transactions go through but then you should open at least one if not more than one other um, bank account so one of those bank accounts would be for you to put aside the monies that you need you know to pay for um um, items that you don't have to pay for on a monthly basis so things like maybe rent is usually paid annually um, unless maybe your landlord prefers to get it monthly if he wants to get it monthly then that's even better but if not you know so things like your rent maybe insurance and stuff like that re replacing equipment um, refurbishing your your store have an account where you put that money in okay so that whatever happens a certain amount goes in there now i my suggestion is that at least 10 percent ideally 20 percent you know of your gross profit amount should go in there so that whatever happens you know that you know you're you're in a position to be able to replenish um refurbish your store and do all of that then i suggest that you also have another account where you put 10 percent 10% of the gross profit. So the gross profit goes in there. So essentially you're taking out like at least around about between 10 and 20% that you're setting aside so that um, when those in quotes emergency happen or those annual events happen, you have enough money saved up to be able to meet them without having to go borrow, you know, your business coming to an end also rather than just dipping into your um your business account every single time you need money I would, my suggestion would be pay yourself a salary so you can pay yourself weekly so we, we said at least fifty thousand. again it's so for some people it's a lot less for some people it's a lot more but if the average income you know is around about that so 50, and I'm 50,000 a month, not per annum, you know. But if it's not that figure, just replace it with whatever figure it is. And so that 50,000 a month, you can pay yourself weekly. So if you're paying yourself weekly, you divide the 50,000 by 4.3, whatever figure you arrive at, 
you do a transfer from your business account into your personal account every week and you do not spend money that is for your personal needs that is not that is not in your personal account get into the habit of doing it if you run out of funds you have to wait until you get paid the following week so don't say oh well because i have the money in my business account deep into it because if you're doing that you're putting your business at risk and so the the reality of it is that the people who manage their cash well are the ones that really succeed in business you know because you're always setting something aside for emergencies you're always setting something aside for all those medium to long-term events and you always have a pot that you can always draw on when you need those finances and you find that whether the price of goods goes up or the price of goods go down doesn't really matter because you're working with percentages and not the physical cash and people get carried away with the fact that oh i bought a box of onions for a hundred thousand last week now it's two hundred thousand it doesn't really matter because you're doing percentages so whether you bought it at a hundred if you bought it at a hundred thousand then you know you're selling it at two hundred and fifty thousand if you bought it at two hundred thousand then you know that you're, you're you're selling it at like i think it's about seven hundred and fifty thousand or something around about that so and again the percentages of how the money is distributed remains the same you know and so you find out that if you do your business that way you always have money in your bank account you know of course there'll be there'll, there might be some times where there'll be in, in emergencies but then the hope is that if your business is structured well you can get to a point where you can get a short time loan that will help you get back on track especially when your business manager can see that you're running your business you know your business account well or whoever it is you're going to for help and support can see they go through your bank records your financial records and they can see that you are on top of your business and they can see the track record you have so it's always better to do things this way just because people live in a, um, a cash society doesn't necessarily mean that they cannot be successful um i know that retailers um, are the ones you know they do exceptionally well in their business because there's a tremendous amount of cash flow that comes through and it's always down to how you manage your cash not necessarily the level or the amount of cash that comes through your record so i hope this has been quite useful if i'm going to try and delve into this a bit more but if you have any questions you know send me a message we'll try and help you um, um resolve whatever those um, questions are you know and you know give you a, a, a guideline on how this um you know how you can apply this to your life without getting to your business without getting into financial difficulty my name is missy Owete, and this is the money matters podcast thank you